If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. It's 1978, independent Singapore. It's a time of disco and modernism. The superpowers USA and USSR, they're fighting the Cold War. And for Singapore, it's just about a decade after independence and we're just paving our way. Five girls four Malaysians and a Singaporean. They go on a cargo ship to party with some sailors. Just a regular party, you think. They leave Singapore on this boat, but they never come back. Hi, I'm Teddy and welcome to A Briefcase. Today, we're looking at the five missing social escorts. It's early August 1978. Diana Ang is 24 years old, she's Singaporean, and she meets three men. At that point of time, we don't really know much about her. We also don't really know much about the men. We think that they're sailors from Japan or Hong Kong. Maybe it's Diana's job, or maybe she's just a really, really social person, but she makes friends with them and introduces to her friends. There are four Malaysians, Yang Yok Fang, who's 22, Yap Mi Ling, who's 22, Sito Lai Teng, who's 19, and Margaret Ong Guat Chu, who's also 19. So they're all pretty young. So after being introduced, these three mysterious sailors, they invite these beautiful young ladies on a boat. And they don't just invite them, they promise the girls $100 an hour and a diamond ring, which sounds like a pretty good deal when you count inflation and everything. That's a lot of money just to party on a boat. It sounds almost very similar, you know, to the yacht girls in Ibiza maybe. Pay for party and I don't know, maybe something something else. And I don't imagine that you will get money just for partying, if you know what I mean. It's alleged and the way that a lot of it is reported is that these girls are basically social escorts lah. Like high-end escorts. Now we fast forward a little bit to 19th August, 1978, Saturday. So the sailors and the five girls, they go shopping to prep for the boat party, which is also like a very sugar daddy thing to do. But you do you, boo. So the next day, on Sunday, 20th of August, they're dropped off by a taxi driver at the Jardin Steps, which is now Harbourfront today, like the Harbourfront area today. And if you're wondering why this sounds so familiar, it's also where Sunny Ang charted a boat in episode 15, Sunny Ang, Nobody, Still a Crime. Do check it out. Alright, so now, they get on a boat, but they never return. Now, the interesting thing is that there was supposed to be another girl in the group. There was supposed to be another girl on the boat. 
So this is 22-year-old Helen Tan, who we also assume is working in the same industry, I guess. But she couldn't make it because she had another thing at a race course. Alright, so that was Sunday, 20th of August, 1978. And so on Monday, 21st August, Helen notices that her friends haven't come back yet. So she reports this to the police. Now, the police, they ruled this case as a kidnapping. And I feel like this is the case too. Like, it wasn't like a serial killer or mass murder or anything like that. Now, there's two very common theories here. And theory one, the girls were kidnapped by some Hong Kong triads and sold into prostitution in India. I definitely get why this would have been a thing then. So these were five very beautiful young girls. And human trafficking, especially sex trafficking, was and is very prevalent in Southeast Asia. Related gangs and gang violence, right, was also a little bit more prevalent then. Now it's it's less lah. So that is theory one. Theory two is a little bit more interesting, and theory two is the one that I personally feel might be the case. This is that the girls were kidnapped by North Korea. And so North Korea, I think allegedly they also have this entire up abduction abduction project they are known for kidnapping people if you actually google it you can find multiple wikipedia pages on the people that north korea has actually kidnapped and there's also so much testimony from people who were kidnapped but managed to escape now north korea with their abduction program they are primarily known for kidnapping japanese and south korean citizens but it's not unheard of to suspect that they may be kidnapping people from other countries and the reason for this is because you get um, the citizens to teach how to spy on the countries and like slang and how their spies can kind of like slip in and blend into the country and don't forget it's 1978 the world is still in the middle of the cold war the reason why i think that this might be the more accurate theory right is that there's actually two testimonies from two separate people who were previously in north korea the first one is by a former u.s soldier who actually deserted his his group platoon correct me if I'm wrong and his name is Charles Robert Jenkins so he defected and he stayed in North Korea in 1965 but he was allowed to leave in 2004 and he said he saw somebody who looked very similar to Yok Fan who was 22 years old at the time of her kidnapping now the second one is a more famous kidnapping so this South Korean actress Choi Yoon Hee she was kidnapped in Hong Kong in 1978 and this is interesting because she thought that she was going there to maybe audition or maybe help produce a film but she was kidnapped to make films for the North Korean government and she actually escaped when she went overseas for a film festival or something. So the same year that she was kidnapped, which was also 1978, right? She said that she heard from somebody else that there was a Malaysian couple who was living in Pyongyang, which could have been very well any one of our four girls. So Choi Yun-hee, she actually escaped in 1986. The later testimony is actually the one by Charles Robert Jenkins, which was in 2004. But since 2005, the case has been cold. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase. So, what do you think actually happened? I still think it's the North Korean kidnapping or like the North Korean abduction program. You can comment or DM me at a briefcase podcast on Instagram, and you can also find us online at a briefcasepodcast.com. 
And do join us again next week for another brief case. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.